Hello everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and everything in between. And welcome to another edition of Bitchin' Festival Previews. This is one of the special podcasts we do every once in a while where I actually take a pause from the incessant amount of bollocks I chat with my guests and um, refocus my energy a little bit on bringing you a definitive guide to some of the best alternative music festivals going on around the UK throughout this summer. Um, by the way, my name's Danny Randon. Sorry, I should have mentioned that at the top. Um, oh God, I'm such a I'm such a terrible and, and rude host and I'm very sorry, but thank you for listening regardless. Uh, this episode, as you may have guessed from uh, reading the title or looking at the artwork, uh, is the turn of Arctangent which is happening in just over a week at the time of recording this, for for continuity's sake, uh, is taking place from the 15th to the 17th of August on Fernhill Farm, which is just outside of Bristol. Um, It's an award-winning festival. It bagged the best small festival at the UK Festival Awards in 2018, and I believe it got a couple of nods in other categories, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Um, It's also the sibling festival of 2000 Trees, which is a festival that, let's face it, I've probably said enough about on the podcast over the last few weeks. Um, Unless you've been living under a soundproofed rock, uh, you'll know how much I love 2000 Trees, but I've sadly never been to Arctangent. Uh, It's a crying shame. And, uh, you know, while, um, while 2000 Trees plays hosts to a a sort of a huge range of of artists under the alternative umbrella, it's quite a wide term, Um, the Arctangent lineup, while it is also very diverse and there's all manner of music tastes kind of catered for Arctangent, there's something of an increased focus on experimental, technical and let's say progressive heavy music. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's a bad explanation, um, and yet I. I don't think at the same time that it, it does the diversity of the lineup uh, justice at all. Really, um, the headliners of Arc Tangent 2019 are Coheed and Cambria, Battles, and Meshuggah. Um, it's a pretty pretty killer head uh, headliner lineup. Um, headliner line. Yeah, a headlineup. Um, and I think it really stays true to what people kind of go to Arctangent for, certainly musically. Um, there's also a bunch of bands performing alongside those headliners who are who are very, very excellent indeed. Um, wow, understatement of the year there. But but um, the the lineup really, really is um, stacked this year. I think it's the best year yet for Arctangent. Um, so with just over a week to go. Uh, until we all arrive on Fernhill Farm, uh, I'd say it's about time we dissect that lineup and bring you Bitchin' Brew's tips for bands to see over the weekend, not just from me, um, but from the bands that are playing themselves. I got in touch with a couple of my favourite bands from this year's bill and asked them to draw up their own list of, of five top tips, five bands or artists that you that you cannot miss at Arctangent this year. Um, now, I know the format for Bitchin' Festival previews has, has kind of changed with every episode up to this point, but after doing it this way for the, for the preview of 2000 Trees, I think I've kind of settled on this format now. So thank you for being so patient while I figure out 
what I'm actually trying to do with this mess of a podcast. Um, I've got two guests for this episode once again. Uh, like I said, both are in bands that are playing at Arctangent, um, and one of them is actually playing twice across the course of the weekend, as I'll explain in a bit. Um, those people are Nick Watmo, who plays drums not only in the band Pine, um, who are a band we've shown a lot of love for on, on Bitch and Brew before, uh, but he's also playing in the collaborative project Curse These Metal Hands, uh, which sees members from Pine and uh, Conjurer, friends of the podcast, uh, joining forces, and they are returning to where they were originally birthed at Arctangent. It was put together especially for Arctangent last year, and uh, oh, we'll kind of go into why they're there this year. Um, we'll hear from Nick in a minute, and then later on in the podcast, we'll be hearing from Tom Bennett, who is the uh, singer and guitarist of the band Gender Rolls. Uh, they are making their debut at Arctangent this year. They are a brilliant all-rock band from Brighton who are now counting down the weeks until the release of their debut album uh, which is called Prang. I'm very excited to hear it. Um, I think a lot of people are really. The momentum's really building for Gender Rolls at the moment so I was stoked to get uh, to get Tom on board. Um, I don't think I really need to say anything more than that right now. You're probably just itching to hear about all the amazing bands you should see um, on Fernhill Farm this year. So without further ado, let's get into it. Arc Tangent, the Bitchin' Festival preview, starting with Nick Watmo from Pine and Curse These Metal Hands. Hey guys, Danny here. I know we said we'd get right into our chat with Nick Watmo from Pine and Curse These Metal Hands just now, but I just needed to add the uh, the little proviso at the start um, that unfortunately the, the audio recording from my chat with Nick uh, did get partially uh, corrupted. Um, I think it's probably like it's a problem with my laptop. It's, it's not really done anything like this before, so I'll be you know, keeping a close eye on it to make sure that this sort of thing doesn't happen again. Uh, it does only affect the first few minutes of the um of the chat. So you know, the portion of the chat where we're talking about um Arctangent in general and and his um you know the build up to him playing with Pine and Kirsty's metal hands over the weekend is sort of the portion of the interview which is effective. Um, I've tried to uh, salvage most of it. It kind of uh, returns to sort of a normal quality uh, shortly in, uh, into his chat about his top five picks for the festival. So, um, so you know, hopefully it's not too much of a um, of a deterrent for you, uh, and that you don't uh, don't want to stop listening as a result. Um, but yeah, do just want to apologise for the slight uh, audio. Uh, interference that you're probably about to hear. Um, all th- all things aside, it was a really great chat, so I hope you enjoy it. This is Nick Watmo from Pine and Curse These Metal Hands. All right, so uh, very, very happy to be joined by uh, Nick Watmo from Pine. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, well, thank you very much for taking the time to be on the Bitchin' Festival preview for, for Arctangent 7. Um, what what have I interrupted you doing on this, this fine evening for you to take the time to talk to me? Uh, you interrupted me, well, I just had some pasta, so I've now got a very full belly. Oh, you know, nice. I'm my podcast fuel. <laughs> Getting the energy through. No, I'm probably gonna 
waste my evening doing nothing when I should do something productive. <laughs> I'm you for, for a very good reason, and like I said, it's to talk about this year's... This is Pine's third year at ATG in a row. It's, uh, it's our third year there, but only our second year at Pine. Yes, I was going to say that you're that you're pulling double duty again, and um, okay. um, before before we get into that, um, obviously as, as almost veterans of Arctangent at this point, um, it's my first year going this year. Why uh, is um, high esteem among the alternative music community? I think, it's, I think it's just everything that's good about a festival, really. It's the organiser, generally every band who books the play, I don't think there's a single aspect with love and sincerity and, you know, everybody on it has, there's very, you know, it used to be kind of a, a very kind of post-math rock festival, but it's sort of evolved beyond that now where there's there's really something for anything of heavy or even just weird music. There's something. Um, it's small, small enough to be kind of reorganized. It's clean. <laughs> everybody's great. Everybody's there with the same kind of attitude. It's, it's just, it's, yeah, you're going to have a great time if it's your first year. Really, well, really cool. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Let's talk first about, um, about uh, the set with Pine. You're playing the Thursday on the PX3 stage. Um, yes, and you announced indeed. the other day on social media that you're doing it with an expanded string section and you're going to be playing a very special set comprising songs from your debut album, Loss. Um, yes. So how have preparations been for that? It's been good. Um, we're still kind of in the process of putting things together even now. It's all very kind of ad hoc as normal things with our with Pine. Like we're pretty, um, I think we play with a different lineup for every tour and show. We're really like logistical nightmares. Um, yeah, we have new violin players and they're going to be, um, it's more kind of figuring out who's going to be playing what and how we're going to integrate all those sounds into the set. We've had the festival as well, so we wanted to do something. There's more time to fit in some of the more also. Yeah. It should be, it should be absolutely excellent. Because I... everyone's going to leave and watch Daughters anyway, so. And <laughs> um, all of the album, but some of the elements are going to be sort of repurposed or truncated in. Oh, it's going to be a... a I mean, ask me after the set. Ask me how it went. Yeah. <laughs> totally it's going to be a, a once-in-a-lifetime performance. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, mean, I, I suspect after coming for three years, I don't think it's back end. We end on a high note and really kind of give it a... Yeah, that's... You fuck exactly. <laughs> Next year, we'll have to play Two Thousand Trees. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. Curse these metal hands. Um, I'm very excited for this because um, I, th- I thought I'd missed out last year on a kind of one thing. Um, was was that the original plan with Curse? Uh, there's no the the formation literally came from James asking Owen saying, "Do you want to do a collaborative set?" And we scrambled around how to find someone and we would say yes. And that was it. We we put together half an hour of music and thought that'll be it. We'll just do it as a special sort of one-off. Yeah. Um, but it ended up going so well that we put it to tape, and then I think James thought, well, may as well ask him back to do it <laughs> again. Arc Tangent definitely, you know, from from an outsider's perspective, feels like the perfect place for these specially curated. It's almost the um, look at it like the British road, but um, yeah, I would say so. Do I you, think there's definitely a lot of similar elements to it. Do you, do you feel like a very different <clears throat> energy on stage compared to a pine set when you're doing Kirsty's Metal Hands? Because you're obviously working with, with different musicians. Are there kind of different energies on stage? I, I, very much so. I think, obviously, there there's a performed development to all of it. But I think just the sort of aesthetic of pine and conjurer, we're both quite serious. Mm. You know, we're not taking ourselves too seriously, but this is a total opposite. 
pretty chaotic and sort of silly almost. You know, we're, we're trying to put on a good performance, but uh, more sort of fun to it, a bit more kind of a lively aspect as well. Um, before this call, I kind of asked you to put together a list of five that's um, at Arc Tangent this year, besides your own. Um, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of trusting you as an authority on A2G band this year because this year they looked great, but uh, it's very much a discovery year for me. There's so much for me still to kind of listen to in advance and try for a lot of the bands. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's their best lineup as well. I think they've absolutely stacked out in so many bands. No, I, I think my first band that I'll start with is uh, Birds in Row. They're um, so they just did a tour with with Cult Leader. Um, yeah, they did. It was, it was amazing as well. Oh, did you go? So what's the sort of energy of a Birds in Row show like? The, I would say they're all made of emotional energy. Themselves around the stage, it's just a three-piece making a lot of noise. And really, they're very kind of outspoken. They're, they're not only standpoint and they care about it. The thing that, that amazed me, I went to try and buy merch off them um, and I couldn't see any prices. And they said, oh, there isn't one. Okay. Whatever you want. Wow! So they're like, you, you give us a thing, then you can have it. Oh, and wow. I just love, like, for a touring band to make that kind of, like, commitment to it is just next level. They were playing on the Friday on the Bixler stage. There um, you go. Go and get to see those, because they're absolutely phenomenal. So to people who haven't heard um, uh, Birds in Row before, sorry, I need to this afterwards. Um, for people who haven't seen Row before, how would you describe them to people who haven't even heard them before? Uh, I would say they are a screamo, maybe, but I think that's a bit reductive to, to label that on them. Um, they're very, very emotive. They're very, very energetic. It's a little bit punky. It's a little bit, a little bit mathy. But, um, it's just it's an French as well, which helps. <laughs> I didn't. I thought they were an American band. They're they're a French band, aren't they? They're, yeah, they're French. Yeah, oh, right. but they're on Deathwish. So I don't yeah. know how they landed that. But. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's where I kind of got a bit confused. They they remind me a lot, and this this isn't to necessarily sort of pigeonhole them too much, but um, they they do remind me in places of of Touche. I think it's yeah, probably the, the closest comparison you can maybe make. De- definitely, I think a lot of those sort of. Touche Moray, Pianist Become the Teeth, those kind of bands. There's a, there's a lot of that sound in there as well, definitely, mm. I'd say. All right, so yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Birds in Row, they're playing the, the Friday on the Bixler stage. So yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked for them. I still haven't seen them yet. And that album from last year, We Already Lost the World, is yeah. well, it's really, quite, really good. quite good. <laughs> I think that most of the set that they played, if it's going to be the same as the Arc is mostly made up of that. So Excellent. check out that album, then you'll be... Who we sold. All right, who's next? Uh, next up, I would say uh, LLNN, mm. who I've just looked are playing on the Saturday on the PX3 stage, um, kind of early afternoon. Yeah, this band are generating a lot of, I don't want to say the word buzz because that's a really wanky phrase, but I mean, pe- people are getting excited for this band and and rightly so. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, I've not seen them yet. There's a lot of bands on this bill that I just I have not seen yet, so I'm going to be kind of darting from stage to stage over the weekend, and LLNN is definitely one of them. Um, de- describe them to for, for people who have not heard the, the sort of catastrophic noise that they make. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know what... I don't even know what genre it is. I guess it's, it's metal, maybe it's post-metal, it's incredibly heavy mm. there's a lot of 
industrial sort of electronic elements in there. Um, I think they're Danish. So oh, really? they've got that whole kind of Scandi Cult of Luna vibe going on as well. Mm. Like, I think there's definitely a big Swedish theme or a Scandinavian theme this year for our attention. And they, they yeah. fit in with that. It's very kind of cold and precise. So they're, um, they're playing the same day as Meshuggah. So should people, I know there's there's probably not that much in common between Meshuggah and LLNN, but I still think if, if Meshuggah fans go and see that, they might yeah. find something that... Absolutely. I, I, I would say, yeah, they, they don't sound, they're, they're not kind of that same math, math, mathematic thing as Meshuggah have. Yeah. But they have that same kind of like machine precision there. Mm. Yeah, they're fucking great. And they're touring with our good friends Conjurer later in the year. Yeah. So I, I was listening. That's going to be a, a fucking amazing tour. <laughs> I was listening to um, our, our good friends over at Riotac podcast the other day, um, listening to an old episode which had Brady on it. And he was talking about uh, when he went to go and see LLNN. And um, I do recall him saying um, that it's like Cult of Luna um, but played like Napalm Death, I think is what he is what he yeah, said. Or the that's, hev- a, that's a good yeah. That so, makes it sound almost as horrible as it actually is. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard it's just it's just uncomfortably horrible. Which yeah. which all good music should be. Exactly. That's it's the last day of the festival. Everyone's going to be hungover, and it's fairly early in the day, and it's going to just break everyone's brains yeah they are as you said if you're not going to Art Tangent this year they are doing a couple of the shows with um, uh, on Conjurer's UK and European tour I think they might only be doing a couple of the UK shows but definitely go and check them out um, band number three for you Nick uh, I would say band number three are our good friends in Slow Crush mm, I missed them uh... at 2000 Trees my co-host Brad saw them I went to go and see Peng Shui instead for a bit of a grime rock mashup stuff and it was good but i really wish i'd gone to see slow crush to be honest yeah they're they're always amazing um they are playing on add it up a second ago i've lost it maybe they're playing on the same day as maybe they're on a thursday this is very professional (laughs) me just frantically googling them the stage setups i believe they might be playing on the friday Friday. Yeah, they're playing on the Friday on the Yokai stage. There you go. Um, for anybody that doesn't know Slow Crush, they are, well, they're one of the my favourite bands on Hollywood. Have um, lush shoes. They're gonna be, I don't know, it's having a warm bath. It's just like it's sonic loveliness. It's very kind of my bloody Valentine, mm. but with a more kind of modern take on it. Um, it's it's just ace. Yeah, really, really fucking good. Yeah, I um, was big fan of uh, um, the the debut album Aurora. It was in my top twenty albums of last year, um, and I've still not had a chance to see them live yet. What have, uh, I assume you've seen them live before? Yeah, we've. I think we we toured with them. Oh. Uh, we had a few dates, maybe the, in two thousand seventeen before they brought out um, Aurora, and it was that was a blast. But yeah, they're they're just they're lovely guys. Is it particularly sort of? Is it a lot heavier live? Um, I don't know if it is. It's a pretty faithful rent, um, kind of recreation of the record, like the same sort of tones, but I guess just a lot louder. Yeah. So maybe it seems heavier. <laughs> like they play at pretty loud volumes, which is perfect. Yeah. If you haven't got to check out that um, that record of Rory yet, it is it is well worth your time. 
Um, yeah, incredible record. Four fans of, as as you said, My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive. Um, if you're into that, then definitely go and watch Slow Crush on the Yokai stage on the Friday. Um, who who else have you got? You've got two bands left. Two bands left. Uh, the second last one is a band called Sugar Horse, Ooh. who are opening up the PX3 stage on the Saturday. Oh, so you've done my job um, for me already. Um, <laughs> I, are you going to recommend those them, those guys as well? No, well, no, I, um, I've never listened to Sugar Horse, so I'm kind of going to rely on you entirely for this one. They're fucking great. Um, we we happened to play a stage with them. I think they're, I think they're from Bristol, and then we played with them in Bristol. Um, and it's just like really good, sort of a garage rock vibe. Like it's it's, it's a bit grungy. It's it's just good, incredibly loud rock with fucking amazing guitar tones. They're all really really kind of consummate performers. They're really fun. Um, that it's just it's just rock music, which for. Art tangent almost seems reductive, but it's just <laughs> it's just incredibly well written songs played really really well. I think they're going to be great. I think they'll be a good kind of warmer upper for the day. Yeah, I mean, what what you were saying about it being possibly reductive for Art tangent, I guess it goes back to it not being strictly a, a sort of post metal or math rock festival anymore, and having more of that anything goes attitude, just being an alternative music festival. Um, yeah. So, uh, so even if they do have less sort of technicality in their music, then I can imagine from what you, from the way you've been describing them, still going down a storm at ATG. Kind of strikes me that the the sort of uh, the, the sort of crowds at ATG are, are very open to anything anyway. Yeah, I think if if you're one of the kind of typical ATG fans who just wants to go and watch people playing on time signatures, then maybe they're not for you. But <laughs> I don't know if those people actually exist. I think everybody has a pretty open mind. Yeah, I think they kind of petered out after a, a few years ago. So, um, and good riddance to them as well. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, who would you kind of put them in, uh, like, uh, to sort of pressure you for a, for a, for fans of? Uh, who uh, who are Sugar Horse kind of sonically similar to, if you will? I wouldn't really be sure. I, maybe kind of, maybe a sort of sound gardeny sort of grungy vibe. Nice. Um, that, but then they from the one show I've seen them, I haven't even listened to them on record. Oh right, okay. Um, so they might, I might then go and go to their band camp now and be like, oh, this doesn't sound anything like I remember it, but um. They, they were just so such a good live band. When I saw them on the bill, I was like, oh, holy shit, Like these guys are great. So this is a recommendation off of seeing them live once and not even having heard them on record. So, yeah, um... that's, that's how good they were live. Like, they <laughs> properly sold me over. All right, and we'll I, think see... that, I think being local to Bristol as well, like, um, hopefully they'll have like a good kind of local crowd there as well. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a, something of a, a sort of a, a hometown show for them and another example of how fucking brilliant the Bristol music scene is right now. Yeah. Um, all right, so Sugar Horse are playing on the Saturday. Was it on the PX3 stage, did you say they were opening yep. that one up? Yeah. It sounds like it'd be a good way to start the day. Definitely. Um, right, okay, so final band um, for you, Nick. Um, who who have you picked? This, the Picking the fifth one is always the most difficult one. Uh, are there any uh, sort of honourable mentions? 
Um, I mean, there's so many people. All of the holy roll bands that are playing: um, Conjurer, Ithaca, A. Williams, Bosk. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably even more of us playing, and I've forgotten. We never um, learned to live from playing before. Slow my crush. label mates. <laughs> that my final choice would be, and it's an obvious one, but because they're that fucking good, daughters. Wow. I think may get the band of the the band of the weekend. So I when are they playing? I'm intrigued to because they're not playing at the same time as you are. They they're playing pretty much straight after. Yeah, sorry, it's they, called. I think they have a ten minute gap and then it's um, we finish and then ten minutes after they start or maybe five minutes after. So we're probably going to cut our set short just so we can run over and watch. <laughs> You're going to be packing down and just sprinting. <laughs> yeah, and crying that we're missing them. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm particularly stoked for this one. They are. They are headlining the yokai stage that night um, yep. on the on the Thursday night, I should say. Um, yeah, daughters. I mean, where do we even start with this one? Just absolutely, kind of. It's no other band sounds like daughters. Like, there's little bits of stuff in there, but they, it's just. Just daughters. If you're listening to this and you don't know who daughters are, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, um, you can probably turn this off right now and go and listen to daughters. I won't mind as long as you come back. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of I got into daughters uh, quite late. I got into them on the last album, which is when people were definitely talking about daughters the most, more than they ever did when they were kind of, uh, you know, a a grind. They they used to be a grindcore band, right? They used to be really grindy, and then they went really sort of sleazy and weird, and now they're something else again. Yeah. And and this is like a comeback record. Like, they didn't make any music for, like, over a decade, and then they just casually swanned back into the room and (laughs) become the best band again. It's just like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, guys. I like the way you fit in the the swanned back into the room, because I think swans is is a good sort of point of reference for them. definitely. Um, yeah. Like a sexy swans. <laughs> sexy swan. Oh, that's the name of the episode right there. <laughs> um, yeah, swans, um, all of that kind of art rock, uh, art rock bands of the time. Um, Throbbing Gristle, I know. Not not a band I've particularly listened to before, but one that kind of comes up in conversation around Daughters a lot. But on a more sort of uh, commercial level, if you can call Daughters commercially palatable at all, there, there's bits of Nine Inch Nails and and horrible sort of grinding industrial music. There is that grinding element there still, but just less kind of grindcore, more just like grinding electronic noises that will make you feel nauseous. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of like Nick Cave and sort of the birthday party stuff in there as well. Like it's very mm. croony and just uncomfortable it's kind of tom waitsy it's it's just it's everything it's absolutely amazing yeah yeah and i've and i've heard their live shows are just on another level yeah so they are. they're just fucking the best <laughs> so daughters they are headlining the yokai stage on the thursday um and yeah you should go and see them straight after you go and see pine on the px3 yeah. stage and uh, and a couple of days before, you go and see Kirsty's Metal Hands again on the Yokai stage, but on the Saturday. Um, Nick, thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to us today. We'll, thank um, you very much, man. We'll be catching you at Arc Tangent, and um, and after that, we'll be seeing you on the road with Blanket. Yes. Oh, that's going to be great. Everybody, come to that. We're playing loads of small venues around the UK that we've never played before, that we probably won't play again. 
get down. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Chat. Anybody who seems to be wandering around Arc Tangent, come and say hello. Lovely stuff, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see you at Arc Tangent. Thanks, man. See Thanks, ya. buddy. See ya. Bye-bye. there we go that's nick watmo's top five bands to see at arc tangent this year um excellent choices there and of course as well as all of those bands that nick spoke about go and see pine do a a special set with an expanded string section on the thursday they're playing the the px3 stage i don't know what specific time yet i think set times are yet to be confirmed um but you know just keep an eye out when you when you rock up on site and get your clash finder uh, and head over to the px3 stage on the thursday and see pine um and then after that and only after you've done that Uh, Go and watch Curse These Metal Hands, uh, featuring members, of course, from Pine and Conjurer. Um, They're playing on the Saturday. That's going to be on the Yokai stage. Um, So come and join me there as I I have my face gradually melted off my skull. Um, As as was mentioned as well, their self-titled album, Curse Curse These Metal Hands, that is not... Pine's debut album is out already. It's called called Loss. Just go and fucking listen to it already because it's brilliant. Uh, Curse These Metal Hands debut uh, self-titled album is out on the on the Friday of Arc Tangent actually August 16th we're all going to have to wait until we're we're home and showered and uh, caught up on sleep before we before we check that one out uh, for me personally at least uh, that's coming out via Holy Raw Records uh, shout out and um, well, if you're not going to Arc Tangent, at least you have that to look forward to. If you're not aware at this point, you are listening to the Bitchin' Festival preview of Arc Tangent, brought to you by me. Of course, my name's Danny Randon, and I'm the host. Um, but it's mainly being brought to you by Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life, and everything in between. Uh, if this is your first time listening to Bitchin' Brew, if you've tuned in specifically because you're going to Arc Tangent, then I would politely encourage you to go back and listen to some of our older episodes. Um, if you look at this year's Arc Tangent lineup, we've actually had some of the artists playing this year uh, on the podcast already, whether that's uh, Black Peaks or Merle or uh, Cult Dreams, formerly known as Kamikaze Girls, or you know Palm Reader. We've had Conjurer on before, speaking of uh, of uh, Kirsty's Metal Hands, uh, the St. Pierre Snake Invasion. Um, there's also chats with the likes of Jamie Lemon and Shikari and cancer bats newfound glory the excerpts the dirty nil ash man just loads of great bands and artists and and just creative people um and then of course there's the bitchin review the monthly music review show i do with my buddy brad um we're going to be recording the next one in in just a few days time probably to put out in time for you to listen before you before you head up to arc tangent um, and in the upcoming episode, we're going to be talking about the latest releases from Jamie Lemon, second mention there of him, uh, Foxjaw, Drab Majesty, and Muskets. Um, but then we're also going to be talking about a few releases from earlier on in this year that we didn't get to cover uh, around the time of their release. So that'll be that'll be very cool indeed. We're doing that on a monthly basis right now. So it's about five or six there's six uh, six proper episodes to go back and listen to and the 2003's episode which i had a lot of fun recording thank you all for your for your lovely kind words about that one um we might have some delicious beers 
while we record the next episode too as a little treat. But what I'm trying to say, sorry, to get back on track, uh, is if you haven't already done so, uh, subscribe to Bitch and Brew on whatever podcast platform you're using right now um, to to hear that and and plenty more to come. Um, so back to Arc Tangent, and it's time to check in with my second guest, uh, the lovely Tom Bennett. Tom plays in a band called Gender Rolls. They're an all rock band from Brighton. It's their first time playing Arc Tangent this year, and they're dead good. I'll let our chat do the rest of the talking because I've said enough already. This is Tom Bennett from Gender Rolls. All right. Well, I'm uh, very happy to be joined by uh, Tom Bennett from Gender Rules. How, how are you doing, sir? All good, thank you, mate. All good. How are you? Yes, yeah, very, very good, thank you. We've been chatting about our uh, our dinner plans for this evening. You've got vegan bolognese. I've got a lovely goulash. Um, I mean, together, that is a cultural dream. <laughs> yeah. But before we both sit down to our, our respective dinners, it's uh, we've got to talk about Arc Tangent. We do. Um, uh, it is uh, Gender Roll's first time playing Arc Tangent, and you're playing on the Saturday on the Bixler stage. Are you going to be heading along for the whole weekend? Uh, so we have uh, a show on the Friday. Ah. So, um, yeah. I know, actually, do we have a show on the Friday? No, sorry, we have a... Oh, sorry, wait, two seconds. I've got to figure this out. <laughs> we have a show one day. Definitely. What one one at some point in the near future you <laughs> have a show, it, which is good. Show on the, no, so we have the show on the. Uh, I'm sorry, I should have got this up before. Man. <laughs> uh, the sixteenth. So we have one on the sixteenth, which is the Friday. So right, yeah, okay. We're gonna um, we're gonna have that and then come across on Saturday. So you're gonna rock up on Saturday, feeling all fresh. Everyone's gonna be pretty worse for wear at that point. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 my girlfriend's birthday on the Thursday. Then we've yeah. got that show on the Friday, and then we're playing on Saturday. So I think by the end of Saturday, everyone's going to feel a bit sorry for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, like I said, it's your first time at Arc Tangent um, as gender yeah. roles, obviously. Um, is this a kind of a check off the bucket list for you guys? I think definitely, yeah. I mean, especially um, since we started playing festivals, it's it's been one that we've we've looked we've all looked at for ages. We would, none of us have ever been, and we've always just loved the idea of playing it. Mm. Um, we just always think that it would be fun to play just because of how uh, the the lineup seems to be so full of like excellent musicians and just like playing really really tight and really well. And then we're going to end up coming across and and playing what we do. Is, I think it's going to uh, it's going to be a bit of a taste difference, but we'll see what happens. Well, I wouldn't sell yourself short, and it it, it, it can it couldn't be a better time for for you guys to to play. No, definitely. Uh, you know, in the lead up to Prang, which is which is coming out this month now. Um, by the time people listen to this, um, yeah, of course, yeah, end of this month on the thirtieth. Uh, same day as Tool. I know. No pressure. I'm stoked about that. <laughs> I'm going to go get theirs in the hopes that they get us. I think Maynard put, like, I heard Maynard saying on the Joe Rogan podcast today, he's just put his pre order in for the vinyl. I think well, I mean, if he went to www.genderrollsuk.com and scrolled down a bit, he probably did. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's very opportunistic of you. 
you got to do it. Um, <laughs> well, I'm I'm very excited to hear Prang, and um, you know, I I personally think your your new songs are, um, if you don't mind me saying so, your best yet. Um, uh, oh, thank you so much. So, going going back to uh, going back to Art Tangent. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you you've never been as a punter before either. No, never been. We've been to uh, we've been to trees before, and uh, we've played trees before, and we know it's obviously like this kind of sister festival. It's just a lot of the same vibe, but mm. for whatever reason, it's never it's never worked out for any of us that we could go. So this year we kind of have to go because we're playing, so it's going to work out pretty well. <laughs> it would be it would be good if you did show up. I mean, you have to, especially when your name's on the poster. Yeah, exactly. Well, could you do like a two-pack and just perform via hologram? Oh, hologram it. Damn. <laughs> if, that, would be, that would be crazy. Or just, you it know... It would probably be better than me being there. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, if you were to do it via hologram, it would require you to be dead first, and no one wants that. Would it, though? I mean, we could still make a hologram out of me, and I could just chill. Yeah. Just see what happens. Fair enough. Maybe um, we'll get one of you interviewing me while we are playing. Yeah, all right then. Let's do that. Let's do it. It'll let's be Gretchen Brew's first ever live podcast. <laughs> we've we found oh, okay. the we've found the opportune moment for it at long last. I think so. I think so. Um, so gender roles, uh, if you if you don't mind me saying, definitely seem like more of a um, a sort of a straightforward proposition. Than, than a lot of the other bands playing playing the lineup. Obviously, people mm-hmm. haven't been to Art Tangent before; they don't really know the lineup. There's, you know, it comprises a, a lot more sort of um, uh, math rock, post rock, post metal, experimental bands, really, to to kind of put a wider uh, term yeah, around it. For sure. Um, but obviously, you know, there, there's lots of lots of other bands um, uh, bringing sort of more straightforward elements to the lineup this year. There's there's you guys, there's there's Cult Dreams, and uh, um, uh, just before just before you were on, uh, Nick from Pine was recommending Sugar Horse um, for uh, for us this weekend. Um, are you, are you kind of looking forward to being amongst those those more experimental brand uh, experimental brands experimental bands I should say um, same thing these days isn't it yeah exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think so yeah I, I think just being being around that type of music is just uh, it's always exciting for for all of us and mm. um, I think we're we're really excited to watch it and just be around it and just get I mean we we never really would normally intertwine so much with a crowd that's specifically there to go see like the techiest and the heaviest. Like we're, we're not normally crossing boundaries, but I mean, at least at this festival, you know, we are going to have a lot more people there that wouldn't necessarily normally come and might accidentally see it and stoked to hear what they think. And I hope I don't cry afterwards, but (laughs) it should be cool. Yeah. I think we're, we're really excited about it. It's cool to be around those experimental bands, but like you said as well, especially this year, like you can kind of see a lot more of those sort of straightforward bands, as you put it, that, mm. uh, that are sort of on the lineup this year. Yeah, which is really, which is really cool to see, and it kind of takes a little bit of the uh, a little bit of the pressure off, which is nice. Well, even up to sort of you know headliner level, you've got a band like Coheed and Cambria headlining the Thursday, and while obviously Coheed and Cambria are you know very experimental and conceptual band, there's plenty of. Uh, of sort of uh, pop hooks and melodies to to sort of um, uh, to cling on to with Coheed. 
He's so sick. Um, yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's go on to the the bands that uh, that you uh, that you recommend for our listeners for for Arc Tangent this weekend. I asked you to pick out uh, five bands, um, so let's just that let's was, just get right into hard. it. Yeah, that was hard, Danny. Any honourable mentions? All right, I tell you what, I was going to break the rules and choose six, but as you gave me the option, I'd do a five and then one honourable mention. All right, I think that'd be all right. Yeah. Who who who's your, who's your, who's your honourable mention before before we get into the five? Well, if if it's being taken out of the list and put as an honourable mention, which is kind of like I guess a below the list because it didn't make the list. Yeah, is Meshuggah. Okay, everyone's gonna go, but I just feel like we we had to mention Meshuggah because that's they're gonna be insane. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick from Pine had you had you covered with that one anyway. Um, Thank God for that. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to be great. First time seeing my sugar for me as well. So, yeah, I saw him. What year was it? Two thousand and either ten or eleven, and it was uh, animals. Animals leader supporting them at Concord Two in Brian. Well, that, that's a bit of all right. Same things ever. Ah man, I haven't been to Concord Two in a. In a long old while, I miss that place. Um, right, so Meshuggah is your honourable mention. Um, who uh, who is kicking off your your top five bands to see at Arc Tangent? Okay, so kicking off, we're going straight <laughs> in with Conjurer. Hey, my man! Because that's going to be fucking nuts. Yeah, Can't man, wait. I am stoked to like. We were saying this on the last episode of the podcast. I kind of fucked up and got my scheduling wrong, uh, 2000 Trees. And I said to myself for months before, I'm not missing a single second of Conjurer's set because <laughs> I'd still not seen them live at that point. Um, yeah. and, um, and as it goes, my uh, scheduling conflict meant that I had to leave after about 15 minutes. But I'm, I swear down... This time, I'm not missing a second of Conjurer Alive. Nope, definitely not. So why should people go and see Conjurer? It's just, I love how heavy it is. Mm. Like, it's uh, it's just, in, it's really intense, but it's also got that, like, I don't know how to put this, and I don't know how they would want this to be put, but it's got that, like, old-school sludge thing going down. Oh, for sure. And, you know, and it's just it takes me back to days where the fringe was longer and the clothes were tighter. It's just, <laughs> you know, it takes me back. And it's just, yeah, it's just, I just love it. It's just really intense. It's just really hard. Like the whole way through, the opening, the opening to that album, Maya uh, Choke. Yes. It's just, cr- it's like, it's the best way to open an album. It's just immediate, like massive pit. Which sounds sick. Yeah, they open the set with that as well. So you can imagine that it kind of just absolutely rips from the start. Yeah, it would be such a good one to open with. Like everyone would know what to do straight away. Like, <laughs> it's going nuts. Well, I did uh, did like the fact that they walked out of 2000 Trees and Connor, their bassist, just decided to flip everyone off before he played <laughs> a single note. So, you know, like literally not even put his bass on, not even let his hair down, just walks out on stage, flips everyone off. I like Thank that. You. Yeah, fuck it. Like, we're about to make you feel very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, I, c- I can't wait to feel uncomfortable. I want to get flipped <laughs> off and feel uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, so uh, so country, we should probably say when they're actually playing because obviously they're doing the Kirsty's Metal Handset, which we've already spoken about. Um, yeah. I believe they're playing on the Friday. 
Yes. Uh, no, maybe, I'm not sure. This is really professional podcasting right here on Bitch and Brew. I didn't know where my show was, so you're, you're okay. <laughs> it's alright. They might even be playing on the... Yes, it's, sorry, it's not even on the uh, Friday. It's on the Thursday. Um, just a couple of bands before Pine are playing. They're on the PX3 stage. So, um, so you should go and see them, definitely. Definitely, for sure. Uh, Alright, so, um, so who's next on your list? Uh, next is um, Frontieria. Oh, yes. I think that's how you say it. I'm I've heard, that. I've heard, front, I've heard Frontieria, I've also heard Frontiera, but we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah, that, that one. The one that looks like that sounds. <laughs> so they they are headlining the the Bixler stage on the Friday. Yeah. Um. So, tell tell me more. Why? Why? Obviously, I know. But um, to the people that so don't know, why? I why Frontier? I listened to these over the last couple of days, mm. just because when we were all talking about the the you know the five bands to go see for this. Uh, we all had sort of slightly different answers. Some of them were shared. Right. Some of them were slightly different. This one was uh, from Jordan, and I'd never listened to him before, and I am so annoyed that I hadn't listened to him before now mm. because they're so good. Uh, that Tumeric, Tumeric, I think that tune is called. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, like a crazy break in it, and it does this like sped up, sweet thing. Don't know if it's like with a DL4. I don't know. I've got a lot. Yeah, it's amazing. So good. Super heavy. Super quick. Loved it. The, you. What we were saying earlier about Art Tangent becoming a, a more expansive festival. This is kind of going back to intensely technical territory. Um, yeah. I, I'm guessing it was the the newest album, Unloved, that you were kind of given by Jordan as a as a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think that's the. First track on that album, I think it is. Yeah, and I think I just remember messaging him afterwards, being like, "This is insane!" Like, just first track in. So yeah, yeah definitely go see them. Yeah, for, sure. for, for fans, I, I'm surprised they're not playing the same day as Meshuggah. I'm not gonna lie, because I feel like Meshuggah fans would would get right on yeah, that. Fair play, I guess. Day tickets. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about day tickets, to be honest. Um, Spread the love, though, you know. If you're there all weekend, you know, if you like a bit of sugar... If you like my sugar... on a different day if you're bored or you're, you're not into something, just yeah. If you like Meshuggah, or if you like the more mathcore stuff, like Dillinger Escape Plan or The Arm, Definitely or, Dillinger vibes, for sure. Or, like, Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza, um, yeah. which is still one of the best band names ever. Um, yeah, it's so good. So hard to say, though. I, you you've surprised me with your first two picks. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, bearing in mind the sort of the the music that gender roles uh, plays. <laughs> like, d- does this mean that you're looking to bring some sort of slightly stranger elements on board for the for the Arc Tangent show? Like, are we going to get like? Hey, uh, um, hey no spoilers, Danny. Oh no spoilers. come on! I want to hear if you're going to do about her in the style of Dillinger. Oh, can you imagine? I would love to do that so much. <laughs> that would be amazing. I think everyone would hate it. I think we'd just we'd get booed straight off. <laughs> just um, get up on your amp stack, Ben Wyman style, and then literally stack it off the stack. Um, I think like go in between them. So first of all, get on the stack. 
but then use the stack to run across the crowd. Somehow they become attached to my legs and I can do that crowd running thing. I don't know. Like, all, all, all while this is being captured in audio format on the first ever live Bitch and Brew. Yeah, of course. I like it. I like it very so much. So maybe I'm like hologram on stage, but just going skits with amp legs in the crowd. <laughs> amp legs. Yeah, I mean, they'll be attached to me, so yeah. they can be amp legs. Awesome. So, Frontier, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they are headlining the Bixler stage on the Friday. And if you just like, like we were saying about Conjurer, just unsettlingly heavy uh, sort of music, much, much sort of less sludgy than Conjurer, much more in, on the sort of, on the, on the mafia um, side of things. The snappy vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and there's a, there's another band who I've been really getting into that are very similar to this, uh, to this sort of what, what Frontier do. I can't believe I'm actually saying that any band do anything similar to what Frontier do. <laughs> but uh, if you do already... As close as possible. Yeah, exactly. If you do like Frontier, also go and watch Carbomb. Um, oh. who are going to be sick um, right okay so uh, Contra, Frontera who are band number three band number three is going to be Puppy this is much more what I was kind of expect- <laughs> expecting from you Tom uh, yeah I mean pu- Puppy lo- friends of the podcast obviously we've had Jock on before and um and uh, yeah, I just saw them at Two Thousand Trees, and they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger live. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Have you? It's have so you, good. Have you guys shared bills before? Have you guys played with Puppy? No, we. I think we tried to get on a tour with them once, um, but that's as close as we got. Was that yeah. now? <laughs> that's 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 a peek behind um, the curtain. But right we've, there. we've seen them. We've seen them play a couple of times. Mm. I think the last time was maybe Great Escape. It was in Volks like this strange sort of dance club in Brighton. So I would imagine it was part of Great Escape because otherwise they probably wouldn't have been there. Yeah, so I've never been to Volks. I've only ever walked past while on the way to Concord, which I think a lot of people will. Definitely once you've walked past, you know exactly what it's like. So you can imagine what the show was like. It's so odd. So Sick thing. If if by some miraculous uh, chance that uh, the the listeners of Bitch and Brew have never listened to Puppy before... Mm. um, and I, I, I'd imagine my listeners aren't that stupid. Um, but on the off chance that there is someone out there who has never mm. listened to Puppy, how on earth do you... Where, where do you even begin where it come, when it comes to describing them? I think... I think if you think, like, riffs <laughs> that, that make you kind of do that thing where... Your eyebrows scrunch a little, your head starts bobbing, and you look at your mate, and your eyes get a little crazy, and then when it kicks in, you do that face where you're like, and but imagine that, but just borderline, borderline slight cheese factor. Yeah. And then, but just nailing it. Like, I think if you nail that sort of stuff, it's amazing. You, it's so good. You make the sort of face when you, when you smell a really good goulash or a vegan bolognese. Exactly that. Just ah, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, when what I was saying about when I reviewed them at two thousand, when we were talking about their set at two thousand trees, 
Mm. Um, I uh, I mentioned that with this new album and with their live show, I really like how they've amped up the the Alice in Chains vibes, especially with the riffs and 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 those yeah. sort of choruses with Billy sort of uh, just sort of hammering away on the ride cymbal. There, there's there's tons of sort of early nineties Alice in Chains vibes going on for me with Puppy at the moment. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Puppy, they're playing the PX3 stage on the Saturday, um, and you'd be silly not to go and check them out. You should, just, you should just go to see how hench the drummer is. Oh, he's, yeah, he, he's a beefcake, He's the chunkiest sure. guy I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's crazy. Him, him and Andy Williams from Every Time I Die. <laughs> Mate, imagine the cage match. That'd be insane. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. Uh, Billy, the drummer from Puppy, actually kind of reminds me of a British wrestler that's kind of on the independent scene. I think he's done stuff for Riptide before, but a wrestler called uh, called Paul Robinson. They kind of look alike. I'll let you Google Paul Robinson, dear listener, and you can see that they that Billy from Puppy kind of resembles him a little bit. So yeah, let's let's put. Billy from Puppy in a cage with Andy Williams from Every Time I Die and see what happens. Yeah, totally. I, I'm down. I've just volunteered him for that. I don't know how he'll feel, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, right, so moving on. Uh, two bands left. Who Who is band number four for you? Uh, band number four is going to be Physics House Band. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. A uh, band I've heard a lot about, but... So you should, Danny. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, did they have a new album out this year? I think that was uh, that apparently yeah, it was got very good. It had um, like Stuart Lee featured in the tune. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was absolutely bonkers. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Uh, Death Sequence, I think it was called. All oh, right, okay. Let me look that up. Yeah, Death Sequence. That was a good one. I think it's like uh, it's a four. It's like a four-part EP. Mm. But it might as well be an album from how much stuff is in there. It's crazy. Right, okay. It's bonkers. Um, describe Physics House Band to, to me and other people who haven't heard them yet. <laughs> Got it's your like, stump there, haven't it's I? Like if you combined psychedelic experimental stuff with like very intense sort of digital electronic music. Wow. I think that I think it's like Imagine if, like, a battery got stuck in some, like, old chewing gum. <laughs> I think it's kind of like that. They, they don't want to blend, but it does work. You can cover a battery in chewing gum, and it's sick. Does it Does it still work? Maybe. I don't know. It does to me. <laughs> we're gonna that's go what and... it sounds like, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were just on tour recently, and... Um... Yeah, we saw them at Brighton. It was... Insane. So what's what's Insane. the what's the live show like? It sounds like it would be incredibly tight. Yeah, it's it, it's almost strange how natural it looks and just everything is just so sort of planned out, but then they all have like loads of fun on stage and you mm. can tell that it's like jamming a bit, but they all know like they just all know everything about the song. Mm. So they can jam for a bit, bring it back, add some crazy effects and yeah, it's just it's a really good show, it's super tight. Really good riffs and really good songs. Yeah, so, so worth going. Uh, Especially yeah. if you're into bands like, I guess, Three Trap Tigers or even like Mars Volta. I guess it's like kind of those two worlds mixed together. It's it's interesting that you say Three Trap Tigers because they're on 
immediately after Physics House Band are on the... Uh, they're playing the ARC stage on the Saturday, I should mention yeah. this. Uh, so yeah, it's Physics House Band and then Three Trap Tigers on immediately after them. Um, yeah. And then some secret special guests. What are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. I think Kylie. Kylie is a good shout. <laughs> that would be so good. Yeah. Be well out for a bit of that. Um, or, or, or it might just Robbie be... Robbie Williams. Imagine if it was that. Robbie Williams. I think Robbie said, Williams. I thought you said Robin Williams. I think I did. Oh, right, okay. But I guess we could hologram it if we go back to that. <laughs> so many fucking holograms on the Saturday at Art Tangent. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not like that. Don't worry. If you if you are going, there's no holograms. It's just sick bands. People. <laughs> it's all good. Um, all right. So physics house band. Yeah, Saturday on the Definitely. arc stage. You you have got me intrigued, sir. Definitely. Um, right. You've got one more band. Yeah, uh, gonna go for uh, clip drop. Right. Okay. Is that how you say it? That's how I'm going with it. Okay. Yeah. Because it's C L T. DRP, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Two two separate things. Mm. But yeah. So um, yeah, CLT space DRP. So again, this is this is a band who I've uh, whose name I've seen around loads this year. Um yeah, and, and sure. some very sort of trusted sources have, have bigged them up. But um again, there's just not been enough hours in the day for me to check them out. So um I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna let you lead on this one. Uh, tell me more about Clip Drop. Yeah, it's just um it there's so many combination of genres to think about because it even has sort of like borderline Santa Gold vocals, like almost like an eerie, uh, like, I don't know, I don't want to say creepy, but like an eerie sort of sound to it. Mm. And uh, there is, there's definitely sort of electronic influence in there, but I don't necessarily think there's like a lot of, like it's just all keyboards. There's loads of guitars that you can tell like, all the uh, all like the riffs and like all the the break parts have just been thought about for so long with all the pedals and the effects, all the uh, yeah everything everything about it's sick. It is so tight. They seem like it would be a really good show if you could if you could hear it big and hear it on a, a decent stage. I feel like that would be a really good thing to see. You were saying yeah. about Santa Gold. Does it kind of go into the alt pop elements? Is does it go into that sort of territory? I mean. I think if enough people listen to them, and they should do, then it would. But I don't think it necessarily is is in that realm. I think mm. it's a bit it's a bit harder. Right. It's definitely like it's definitely got like a snarl to it. Oh nice. Um, yeah, it's like it's pretty it's pretty dry. It's just uh, yeah, almost like electronic riffs. Really good. Wow, okay. I, I was trying to... Actually, I should have looked up when they're playing. Um, so, uh, you've seen them live before, I would assume. I haven't I haven't ever seen them live. Oh, right, okay. No, yeah, super good. Yeah. Are they are they a British band, or are they coming over from America? I, I, I literally know nothing about this band. A UK band. I think they're all based in Brighton at the moment. Oh, nice. I know their drummer is, because we sort of know them. Oh, right, okay. Um, but yeah, I've never been able to see them live. Again, it's just one of those things that's never, never worked out. Never been able to go. But they're going to be Arc Tangent. I'm definitely going to see it. Awesome. Well, yeah. Again, if you are Arc Tangent on the Friday, they are playing on the uh, Bixler stage. They're actually opening up the Bixler stage. Um, Open up the pit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I like the fact that the the band after them uh, are called um, are called Dags. 
with a, with an exclamation mark. Um, do you like dags? Do you like dags? <laughs> <laughs> you know, dags. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you, thank you again so much uh, no, for your time. Uh, gender, you gender roles are playing the uh, the Bixler stage uh, on the Saturday at Arc Tangent, or they'll at least be appearing via hologram. Yeah, you got it. Either way, with a. And uh, there's something about amps being attached to legs. I mean, it's going to be Maybe chaos. Maybe amp legs. I don't know. We'll see. And, it may and, or may not be amp legs and holograms, but we are going to be playing Arc Tangent on the Saturday. Very much look forward to, to using your show as an opportunity to plug my live podcast. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, Tom. Appreciate it. No worries, Danny. Thanks for having me, man. Cheers. Thank you very much to Tom Bennett. He and the and the rest of Gender Roles make their Arc Tangent debut on the Saturday, uh, and they're playing on the Bixler stage. Like I said, stage times yet to be confirmed. Just keep an eye out for them. Um, go and and watch them, and then go and pre-order your copy of their new album Prang, which is coming out August thirtieth. Uh, via Big Scary Fucking Monsters. Sorry, they're just called Big Scary Monsters. I don't know what that was all about. I'll tell you what it is. I I rewatched Snatch recently, so I'm now just ultra cockney. I'm from West Sussex originally, so I don't even know where it's come from. Right. Well, before we wrap this up, um, as I did on the 2000 Trees preview, uh, let me give you a rundown of the bands that I'm excited to see because it's you know it's all it's all about me at the end of the day. Um, and and there are and there are lots of bands to talk about. I've um I've done a top five. Uh, but before that, you know, a few honourable mentions, obviously Pine and Gender Rolls and Curse These Metal Hands. Um, I'm stoked to be seeing some of the bands that I got to see for the first time at 2000 Trees. Um, again, just sort of a month afterwards. So, you know, bands like Merle and the St. Pierre Snake Invasion and Brutus. Um, I'm really intrigued to see Polyphia for the first time. I've been jamming a lot of them lately. They're really uh, interesting, exciting stuff. Uh, Wild Cat Strike, their album last year was awesome. Uh, Black Peaks fronted for one night only by uh, the brilliant Jamie Lemon. Look, he's, he's like the three-timers club in terms of mentions within this episode alone, but they're doing all that divides in its entirety. Um, employed to Serve are uh, headlining the Bixler stage uh, on the Saturday, which is going to be crazy. I mean, my God, the lineup is really good this year. I've, I've picked a, a, a good bloody year to be going to, to Arc Tangent for the first time. So if you're not going, well, you're just missing out and I don't know why you've listened up to this point um but I do appreciate you listening I should yeah listen anyway uh my top five artists to see at Arctangent uh all those previously mentioned artists aside um starts with Zealanada who are playing on the on the main stage or the the arc stage it's called uh on the on the first day on the Thursday um now I do genuinely think you have been living under a rock if you haven't heard um, at the very least, sort of heard of Zealanada and the and the kind of shockwaves that they're sending through the world of heavy music at the moment. Their um their blend of Delta blues and chain gang music with some of the most evil, uh, sinister black metal you've you've ever heard. Um, I'm sure some of you have not heard Zealanada before. 
kind of hear my explanation and, and think that it's going to be something kind of gimmicky it's it's really really not um their last album stranger fruit kind of doubled down not only on the heaviness but also on the on the sort of groove and and the slickness of the bluesier material um and i've still not seen the show live N- none of the none of the bands actually i'm about to to recommend i've seen live before um so it's probably why they've ended up in my top five but i've been dying to see Zealanada for so long now it's at a point already like so early on in their career where I'm not hearing a single negative word about a Zealanada show so I'll be writing my wrongs with with sort of utter joy and and fascination on Thursday night when they play on the arc stage uh, number two on my list uh, we're speeding through these but I have been talking a lot at this point um, this band is also playing on the Thursday also playing on the arc stage just a little earlier on the day uh, that band is Bosk um, Bosk are a stoner doom progressive post metal band from the UK um, they've, they've definitely earned a positive reputation within those sort of burgeoning stoner and post metal scenes I'll say their, their last album Audio Noir um, another brilliant Holy Raw uh, release, but you know, also in my opinion, one of the defining records from that from that post metal movement of late. And um, if if I will say one thing, I kind of, I kind of wish that Bosk were on slightly later in the day because uh, it feels like proper nighttime music. But at the same time, I feel like they have they've really earned their place on the main stage at a festival like like ATG. I know it's not their first rodeo there. I know they're favourites of the festival and I, I have no doubt that whatever time of day they're playing, they, they will go down an absolute storm, um, especially amongst those who may be under the influence of stimulants at the time. Not, not that I actively condone the use of narcotics, just putting that out there. Um, but, you know, stoner metal, innit? Um, onto the Friday, and one of the artists I'm most excited for on that day, and I think lots of other people are excited too, uh, is Sleep Token. Um, I'm really enjoying the way that that he or or they, the entity that is Sleep Token, the sort of uh, enigma uh, of Sleep Token, the way that they're unveiling a track from their debut album every two weeks. Um, and what we've heard so far from from the debut album, which is called Sundowning, um, is very very impressive indeed. It's it's sort of technically very proficient. I love the use of, uh, you know, atmospherics. That's particularly good. But um, the lead singer, I mean, he really, he, you know, they, they they've got some they've got some pipes on them. And I know this probably sounds a bit far fetched what I'm about to say, but they're not all that dissimilar from. Um, you know, Dan from Bastille or something. That their, their voice is so pure and and kind of clean, but like compelling all the same. He's he's like Dan from Bastille, but like good. You know. Um, I also love the whole ritualistic aesthetic around Sleep Token, um, and I've heard that the live experience is very immersive. I don't know how that will translate in a festival environment. I seem to recall lots of people going on about his download set last year, so uh, I am I am damn well intrigued to see Sleep Token for the first time. Uh, right, penultimate band on my list. Um, I've mentioned them already during my chat with Tom from uh, Gender Roles, um, but ever since recording that chat I've been I've been caning their new single uh, Scattered Sprites um, that band is Carbomb uh, they play on the Saturday on the Bixler stage um, they're on before employed to serve I think and I think Carbomb will again just go down an absolute storm at Arc Tangent they've they've just signed to Holy Raw 
uh, which is which is nuts. And they breached the threshold uh, when it comes to the heavier end of the arc tangent bill. They are just disgustingly heavy and super technical too. Um, and all I've heard about Car Bomb's live show is that they they kind of just go out of their way to assault and, and antagonize the senses almost. And you know what? Call, call me crazy, but that to me sounds fucking brilliant. So yeah, uh, Carbomb, uh, if you are a fan of uh, Meshuggah, who are obviously headlining that night, or Frontera, uh, who we were talking about earlier with Tom, um, do not miss Carbomb. If you're a fan of either of those bands, they are a must-see over the weekend. Uh, right, okay, last band I want to talk about before I, I show myself the, the proverbial door. Um, and this one's going to be tricky for me because they are clashing with Employed to Serve. Uh, so I think I may need to maybe even miss half of the band set. But um, I, I definitely want to see a good chunk of, uh, of Caspian's uh, set. Uh, Caspian are headlining the Yokai stage. Uh, on the on the Saturday, I think I'm saying that right. It's either yokai or yokai. Um, anyway, that aside, um, of all the instrumental or or sort of predominantly instrumental cinematic post rock bands out there at the moment, and there are let's face it, a lot out there right now, and a lot of good ones. But uh, you know, and most of them you'll probably see on the bill at Arctangent at some point. Um, Caspian are arguably the MVPs or they're well up there at the very least and their momentum is only building they just they just wrap production on their latest album uh, with the sensational producer that is Will Yip um, their latest album Dust and Disquiet which I think came out in about 2015 um, is staggering I only listened to it for the for the first time the other week in kind of preparation for, for this year's festival but my god, it is on another level of, of beauty and intrigue. I've never known a post-rock record to be as immediately affecting as that, but they're also like really heavy in places, like deceptively heavy. Um but like at all the right times and like in all the right places. Um I may well turn up to Caspian set at the beginning and, and just not leave. Um and if that, that does happen, if I end up being completely enraptured by Caspian set, I'm very sorry. To the lovely people in Employed to Serve, uh, if any of you are listening, um, I think they'd understand. I think they're actually one of Justine's favourite bands, so I think she's personally gutted about about missing uh, Caspian Arc Tangent. Um, but regardless, Employed to Serve are going to annihilate the bits of the stage, while uh, while Caspian entrance everyone on the on the yokai stage on the Saturday. Um, alrighty then. So that brings the uh, bitchin' festival preview of Arc Tangent to a rather lovely close. Uh, thanks again to Nick Watmo and Tom Bennett for their for their tips. Of course, go and watch uh, Pine slash Curse These Metal Hands and Gender Rolls. Um, highlight those names on your Clash Finder when you get them. I don't have the set times for them uh, specifically yet. Um, there are still uh, a handful of tickets available for, for Arc Tangent, uh, which is taking place on Fernhill Farm, just outside of Bristol from the 15th to the 17th of August. It's an award-winning festival, headlined by Coheed and Cambria, Battles and Meshuggah, and featuring just a huge bill of the very best bands from the world of experimental and progressive heavy music. So if you like the sound of that, head to arctangent.com, buy a fucking ticket, and I'll see you there, yeah? Um, yeah, 
yeah, definitely. I'll be there. I'll be heading backstage again this year, being a backstage wanker, um, but also grabbing some chats with some more of the bands that are playing this year. So if you want to hear from anyone in particular on the podcast, I'm kind of chatting to people and getting diaries together right now. So uh, let me know. I'll see what I can do uh, to try and uh, snag a band backstage for a little chat on the podcast. Of course, don't forget to... um, to subscribe to Bitch and Brew on whatever podcast platform you prefer to use, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Acast, whatever platform you're using right now, just hit that subscribe button. We've got a new episode of the Bitch and Review coming soon, um, by early next week, with any luck. So, so keep an ear out for that, and then of course, uh, keep another ear out for uh, an Arc Tangent special or two coming in the not too distant future. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, join the Bitching Crew, which is the the uh, official Facebook community for friends, fans and listeners of Bitch and Brew. It's been a little bit quiet in there at the moment just because I've been so busy with uh, bringing you lots of stuff through the podcast and just generally life going by too fast. Um, But, you know, it's a nice little community on there and we're starting to chat a little bit more with one another and interact a little bit more. So, um, so yeah, come and join us on there. The link, as ever, is in the the description of this episode. Um, And, of course, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that bollocks. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I don't know what I was going to say there. Uh, is there anything? Oh yeah, sorry. I may also be recording an actual normal episode of the podcast for the first time in what feels like forever uh, next week. Um, if all does go to plan, uh, don't quote me on that because it's not totally locked on yet. But if it does happen, it's going to be an absolute blast. It's someone we've we've actually had on the podcast before, um, but not for anywhere sort of near the amount of time that they deserve to to be on here and to speak and for us to hang out. So I'll leave you with that. Um, catch you very soon thanks for listening to Bitch and Brew and to the Bitch and Festival preview of Arc Tangent I'll see you there uh, this is Danny Random reminding you to be loud be kind and above all be bitching <laughs>